And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This is the Athletic Hockey Show. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Athletic Hockey Show. It's Friday morning. It's Haley. Or, yeah. (laughs) Late, late Thursday night. <laughs> Depends on how quickly producer Jeff gets this freaking thing up. Because Danielle's not here today. She's on vacation. She's in a beautiful sunny space and it is pitch black and raining and snowing where I'm currently located. And I'm not, I'm not upset about it. Not at all. No, not me. Doing fine. <laughs> I'm thriving personally. Welcome <laughs> to the Friday show. It's Haley Salvi and it's Sean Gentilly. Yes, I was just playing a little trick on you. It's not Friday morning. It's Friday. Don't worry. It's still here. I didn't ditch it yet. Really, really just hammering, hammering the Friday thing. I feel like I feel like each week you say it more times. That's right. Because each week I see people say, you know what? I don't like Friday. I think that's stupid. And I say, you know what? Screw you. Steering into the berm. <laughs> yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It might be broke. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the show. What are we doing today? We've got Tarek El-Bashir. He is kind of the guy and has been the guy on the Washington Capitals. And he's seen, we will, spoiler alert, he has watched a lot of Alex Ovechkin goals over the years and he's going to talk about them. So by the time you're listening to this show, by the time it posts, we will probably know where Alex Ovechkin stands on the all-time list. Is he at 800? or we is will he definitely no <laughs> we're 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 for sure gonna know by the time that unless the time jeff this posts up. this in like an hour why would he do that i'm just joking i just messed up now you're why? making me look stupid mm-hmm. you will know by the time we hear this where alex ovechkin stands on the all-time list either he's gonna be number three still with 800 goals or he will move into second all-time with gordy howe at 801 and then next is only Wayne Gretzky with 894. I think one of my favorite things about this, and we talked to Tark about it, so we'll keep it pretty tight here with us, Sean, because um, Tark was great. And he's, again, seen way more Ovechkin goals in person than we have. But the fascinating thing about this has been, 
how it went from like, why are people talking about this? Shut up. This is media fodder to holy mm-hmm. crap. It's not a question of it's if gonna he's going to do it. It's yeah. when <laughs> like that was like a radio fodder, like shut up. It's a slow news day thing like two years ago, a year ago even. And now it's like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, 2025 <laughs> like i who that's Anthony- what happens when you that's what happens when you score 50 goals every season yeah like people i, I think in, it speaks to more than anything just how ovechkin is one of one when it comes to maintaining that kind of pace yeah. this far into his 30s mm-hmm. like most most guys most goal scorers peak when they're 26 or 27 and then it's just kind of a slow decline, right? It doesn't mean that they stop being good players. No. It just means that, you know, based on history, Austin Matthews probably doesn't have that many more 60-goal seasons in him. That's just the way it goes. So you don't think Austin Matthews is already going to be the future next best greatest goal scorer ever? <laughs> I couldn't give less of a shit <laughs> as to how many career goals Austin Matthews winds up. But you know what? That's going to be a discussion point is soon it might might be one already where does austin how how does austin matthews pace out to finish his career to finish his career you know ahead of alex ovechkin when, after alex ovechkin no finishes no ahead it's of already happening when will austin matthews hit 800 goals when <laughs> yeah never it's not it's not it's not gonna happen how about this i'll write it in pen it's december 15th 2022 austin matthews is not gonna score 800 career goals it's hard not that many guys have done it. That's right. And Only it takes, three. And it t- oh, I just put up two, three. Is it three? Yeah, that's that is <laughs> that is not the number of fingers. You saw. <laughs> it's been it's a tough. day. Yeah. And there was that stretch uh, here. I, what I will say though, there was that stretch, and this is one of the most interesting, you know, elements. Even looking back of Ovechkin's career, in his twenty-five and twenty-six and twenty-seven-year-old seasons, which are typically the most fruitful years for for offensive production as a hockey player mm-hmm. he went 32 38 and 32 like obviously most dudes would sell a kidney to be able to score thir- you know have three straight 30 goal seasons as a hockey player that represented a major downtick for Alex Ovechkin mm-hmm. it's because he's playing with Dale Hunter and he's on the right wing and all this all this stuff that was the time where people thought as crazy as it sounds it's 10 years ago that's when people were wondering, like, is this the fall off for Alexander Ovechkin? Are we watching a player in decline? Yeah. Obviously, it hasn't happened. It's 10 years later. Tarek said it too. Like, he scores goals differently now than he did than, than he did way back way back when. And I think that's what makes it so cool. Like, he did. He, it took him a long time to get the cup. But he had that little mini speed bump in the middle. But that can't last too long if, if you're in the business of scoring 800 or 900 or 1,000 career goals, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to watch it happen. Um, do you think that he ends up being the greatest goal scorer of all time? Yes. He already is. Even though Wayne Gretzky probably would have scored more goals if he, like, wanted to? Yeah. If he wanted to. I hate that argument. There's something intangible about about the goal scorer thing. And like, yes, you know, Gretzky has more goals than anybody. It's a testament to whatever. He's got more everything than everybody. He's Wayne Gretzky. He's the greatest hockey player ever. Like, You don't think that there was years or games where Gretzky should have like shot more instead of passing? 
I didn't watch them enough to really like. I have, think people like, like, like I've heard people like Ed Olchuk, like people who've like played with or against him, being like like Wayne Gretzky, like <laughs> probably would have scored more goals because there's just times where it's just like oh, I'm going to like pass to my linemate or I'm going to do this or whatever. Like I don't know. The inevitability of Alex of Alexander Ovechkin is is what makes him special. You're you know, just a Mario Lemieux fan. Sure, I'm just kidding. I I mean, yeah, I am. I am kind of a I'm, as it as it. I'm as much of a Gretzky hater as you can be, <laughs> which is not that much because right. he's Wayne Gretzky. He's yeah. the best hockey player ever. Right. Like, whatever. But I'm no. Uh, Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer yeah. we've ever seen. It's going to be. That's going to be true in raw counting numbers. It's it's already true in era adjusted numbers across the board in terms of consistency. Again, we're talking about like the low point in his career is a year is a year where he scored is two years where he scored seventy goals <laughs> over 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 both of them. Right, right. That's unheard of. Yeah, like we're like we've never seen anything like it, and we're probably never going to see it again. Yeah, and there was something from NHL PR that came out, and I don't think that I remember it exactly, but I think he went from seven hundred to eight hundred faster than Gretzky and Gordy Howe both did. So absolutely, that's something. That's it. That's that's the difference. Yeah. Like that. That is what sets him apart. Is that production that he's that he's kept when he's been thirty four and thirty five and thirty six and now thirty seven. Yeah. That's what makes him. That's what makes him a freak. <laughs> and that's and that and that's what's gonna, you know, two years from now or in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five, he's going to pass Gretzky. Yeah. He's and, and and then we can, you know, the debate can be mercifully ended yeah. until until we, until we have to start pretending it with Austin Matthews yeah. and in 15 minutes probably. Uh, what's truly freakish is just reminding yourself of how many points Wayne Gretzky had in his career. It was 2,857. I, yeah, it's <laughs> overwhelming, right? Like, I, like, like that is like over 1,000 more than Gordie Howe. That is like, I mean, so Yarmir Yager is number two in terms of overall points and he didn't crack 2,000. Like, all right we Anyways. don't need the wayne gretzky this isn't the wayne gretzky career retrospective i know that hour. i was just saying Enough. like you look on the all-time goals list and you see it's, that it's, and it's then disgusting. you slide over a little bit to the mm -hmm. right and you're like holy <laughs> shit how many points anyways trevor moore just signed a five-year contract extension <laughs> with the la kings uh, that's a four-year deal with an AAV of $2.4 million signed through the 2027-28 season. I said four-year contract, didn't I? It's a five-year contract mm -hmm. worth $4.2 through to 2027-28. Uh, I like it. I don't know how much there is to say about this, honestly, because there isn't really anything critical to bring up. Like Trevor Moore has been a good player for the Kings. Um, it's it's just a nice contract. Like, I don't hate it. And he's a local guy. Good for mm -hmm. you, Trevor Moore. Good for you, LA Kings. Thousand Oaks native, yeah. Trevor Moore. Yeah, I mean, this is the Kings locking, like, kind of labeling Trevor Moore as a part of the core moving forward, right? Like, yeah. we're seeing that happen with them. Like, they, they signed Fiala and they signed Deneau and they extended Kempe. And you follow is, you know, Locked up for like on and on and on, right? Like they, they're, I like the Kings core. I like those players. Trevor Moore's a really, he's a well-rounded dude who maybe you would like to see a little bit more goal scoring from consistently. Sure. For, for you know, if you're really truly committing long-term, but he does more than enough stuff to, to justify it. 
Yeah, I think if you pull up Cap Friendly and you look at some of the contracts that they have signed, I like their core. You look at, you've got what? So you've Kevin Fiala, Philip Deneau, Adrian Kempe, um, Ayafalo, Ayafalo, Trevor Moore, all signed at least through to tw- the end of 2025. So 2024, 25. That's when I follow as the unrestricted free agent. Uh, you have a couple RFAs. You've got guys like Kaliev and Grundstrom who are restricted free agents in that space. Obviously, Drew Doughty is still signed through to that point. Um, Sean Dursey is a restricted free agent. Like they've got good young pieces locked in for a significant period of time. And you've got the, the veteran insulation. Uh, I think the one question is with Anze Kopitar. He is an unrestricted free mm-hmm. agent after next season. That $10 million contract AAV contract is up after next year. I wonder if they bring him back. Do you bring him back at a lower rate? Like what does Kopitar want to do? But I, I like their core. I'm with you. And, and all these, like I don't look at this and see anyone who's like, grotesquely overpaid at this point i mean is there some i don't think there's anything on here where you're like oh my god that is going to be a problem i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people who would say that about maybe drew downey's contract but in terms of the rest of it man sean dursey's probably going to make a lot of money there's a lot there's bridge deals that are being signed here right and and they're these guys are going to get expensive yeah but it's not their young players that's the problem right not yeah not immediately though yeah i mean you're you're paying like Matt, Matt, Roy, like the, like look at the defense, Matt Roy, Sean Walker, and Sean Dersey, they're, and they're all at good numbers and they're all signed for a couple more years, but. Would that not in a, indicate in a, to us that like this is their window now while they have young players performing on cheap slash yes. entry level deals? Yes. They need to win games now. And what's and the problem? Yeah. <laughs> now. I was trying to tee you up and what's stopping I, them? Uh, goaltending, Haley. <laughs> this, the Kings are. Look, at, they check a lot of boxes. At, at five on five, they're, you know, they're a top, they're a top ten x goal team. You know, their their goals for percentage, all that's all that stuff is all that stuff is fine. They're getting murdered by their goalies. I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the solu- what the solution is there. They're thirtieth in the league in team five on five save percentage. They're sub nine hundred there at, at at five on five, mm-hmm. and it. And at all strengths, they're way, way, way down. They're they're thirty. They're thirty second. They're at the bottom. I thought there was. I thought they were thirtieth there too. So this. So this is. They're getting, you know, pretty inarguably the worst goaltending in the league, and it's a team that's built to win now. Like you said, all the all the, the Sean Derseys of the world and the Matt Roys, Gabe Velarde, really productive, good young player. He's making eight hundred grand this year. On and on, right? Yeah. They need to they need to make hay while they can, and uh, Jonathan Quick ain't getting it done. Yeah, I don't know. I, I saw it. I think it was Elliot Freeman. He kind of floated just as a uh, you know t- pure speculation. I think is how he labeled it himself. Just looking at fits with players and teams. Vimelka from from Arizona is having a really really nice season. Arizona does not need a quality goaltender <laughs> at the moment. Sure. And he's cheap. So maybe there's some kind of fit there, right? Like maybe that's the guy they go out they go out and get. Because they need some other option. They they waived Cal Peterson. Phoenix Copley is quick's backup right now. Like something needs to change because this team is ca- should be capable of winning now. And I think that has been the that's been the goal there. I think they're in that mode. 
if you're Rob Blake, if you're Tom McClellan, you know, those, those dudes want to win games now. Yeah. And what they got last postseason kind of whet their appetites a little bit and prove that they're capable of it, right? But you can't you, you can't win playoff games if you have the worst goalie situation in the league. No. But we've also seen, I mean, <laughs> Quick was so fun in the playoffs last year because it was like, is it? Does Jonathan Quick think it's 2012? <laughs> Yeah. So then, maybe he'll refine that. Yeah. And then what happened? Connor McDavid decided he wanted to make it to round two. What <laughs> What did I say about that? <laughs> that was where that whole thing came from. I think that's when you just became very, very angry yeah, about that it, phrase because it was used constantly bullshit. in the playoffs it, with McDavid it's, it's last applied, year. It's and, and it, we, we we can just call out Dom. Dom says that shit all the time. Yeah, Dom sucks. Like, Mc, like, I hate dogs. Given his robot dogs. Ugh. But we'll see if he is, wants to get tr- dinner later. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's busy. <laughs> Continue with your rent, though. I just said rent. I, we, I mean, I, rant, I think, rent, vent. I think we've gone down this road more than enough. Yeah. If you say that Connor McDavid can choose to score goals and choose to win games, then the inverse has to be true, which there are times where he just decides not to. It's bullshit. He can't decide to do anything. Sounds like you also hate Connor McDavid. I hate Connor McDavid. Seems like you hate the Oilers and the LA Kings franchises. I don't know what your implication is there. I'm West not Coast sure bias. either. Yeah, you're an East Coast mean person. Oh, wow. You got <laughs> me there. East Coast mean person. That's right. Let's move on. I think we should I think we should throw the Tark. I think so too. <laughs> TNT star (laughs) one of the nicest dudes on earth in the man who as we discussed has watched more Alex Ovechkin goals than possibly anybody outside of maybe Nicholas Backstrom I don't know Here's, here's Tark he's the best looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Sean, so we've got... Our friend and colleague, Tarek Elbashir on the show this week, uh, because Alex Ovechkin keeps doing things. So I actually have a personal bone to pick with Alex Ovechkin. So Sean and I had the renaming the NHL trophies story. And I wrote something like, you know, he's still got like three goals to go to hit 800. And, and like five hours after that story came out, it was old news and he was in the 800 club. Uh, yeah, it didn't. And he, the shelf life was the shelf life was short. That went stale very fast. So, <laughs> thanks, Alex Ovechkin. But uh, this is the this is the story in Washington right now. This guy keeps on climbing the list. Let's talk to Tark about it. Hi, Tark. How are you? 
What's up? How are you, Haley? <laughs> good, good. Uh, for those of you listening, Tarek is looking very sharp at Capital One Arena because he's about to go on television. Yeah, this is a this is a this is a TV day, TV for you, day. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's the only time I'm wearing a sport coat. I was going to say. I should have known. Have you ever actually done the math? Are you that you have to be the person who's written the most words about Alex Ovechkin over over the last 18 years or whatever? It has has to be you, right? Uh, Without a doubt. I I don't know exactly (laughs) how many goals I've seen in person, but just kind of spitballing. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. It's got to be around 760-ish. There were there were a, oh there, were a, there was one season where I covered the uh, the Commanders, yeah. Um, and then you know since working uh, joining the Athletic five years ago, I go to a lot of the road games, but not all of them. Um, so I, I've missed a few, but I've I've been in the building for a lot of the milestones. And early on, when I was a beat writer for the Washington Post, I was in every single game. So yeah. I would say from two thousand five. Actually, you can back it up from from the day he was drafted in Carolina in 2004 through the lockout um, until about probably 2012. I don't think I missed a single Capitals game, uh, regular season, preseason, or postseason. Then I did wow. some football. That was I thought. Oh, the NFL, and I was like, yeah, you know, what, never mind. Then I went back to hockey and covered them up through the time they won the cup. Um, and then when they won the cup, I was like, oh, let me go try this. Try this football thing again. One year as a gap, forget it. I went right back to hockey. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, Alex Ovechkin, it's, we're recording this on Thursday night. Everyone knows the shtick by now. We call it the Friday show. We record on Thursday. It goes up Friday morning. By the time people are listening to this, <laughs> Alex Ovechkin might have hit goal number 801, catching Gordy Howe for second on the NHL's all-time goals list. Uh, does he do it tonight? Like, what are you expecting from Alex Ovechkin in this game tonight against the Dallas Stars? So he has scored going into this game seven goals in the previous four games. Oh. Uh, four of them were, were empty net goals. And then a hat trick in Chicago, which caught everyone by surprise. Yeah. And let me tell you, let, let me pull the curtain back a little bit. Everyone Please. on the beat... <laughs> Everyone affiliated with the team was like, oh, we have until at least this Christmas before we have to worry about this. So everyone's like, yeah, I'll get that interview done here. I'll go, I'll go talk to Mark Howe there. And so everyone was kind of planning for two weeks from now. And then this cat goes and scores seven goals in Unreal. four games. And it's like, ah, oh, we're all scram- everyone's scrambling. Um, and so, you know, if, if, if I have learned anything from this experience, it's <laughs> don't. You know, don't count Alex out, but also don't procrastinate. If you have a chance to get something done, get it done. Because, like, everyone's got big interviews with them, like, later in this week. So, getting back to your question, Haley, look, Chicago is woeful. Like, after we scored mm-hmm. 24 seconds into that game, I was like, this, this dude's, this, this dude's going to pass <laughs> yeah. him tonight. This, this guy yeah. might get to 900 tonight. I, oh, my this, God. This is terrible. <laughs> right. Um, Jake Odinger and, and the Stars are different, you know? Like, they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, Ottinger doesn't hand out goals the way uh, Peter Mrazek does um, or the way the Blackhawks defense does. Uh, you know, I, I think the fan in me would think it'd be awesome if you got one goal tonight to tie how and got everyone excited and got the, the focus um, uh, back on, on Alex and the Capitals. And then either he breaks it Saturday night on Hockey Night in Canada 
against mm-hmm. his old buddy Ilya Samsonov in the Maple Leafs. You know, the whole country <laughs> of Canada will be watching that. Or, or stick with me, Monday against the Red Wings because he's he already tied Gordy Howe in Detroit okay. for the most goals scored for a single franchise. That was about a month ago. Mm-hmm. But to be able to do it against Mr. Hockey's team, you know, it's disrespectful for the, for, the, for the second time. <laughs> but I, no. I, I just think that kind of brings everything like full circle. It, yeah. I, I'll tell you, as a writer, as a scribe, like I, I know they don't want us to file more than fifteen hundred words late at night. I would yeah. file like four thousand. Like I, I, I wouldn't be able to get enough <laughs> quotes and enough color yeah. into that story. I sat and looked at Mr. Hockey's jersey in the rafters as Alex Ovechkin <laughs> passed him as the sun I, set in the east. That's a gift wrapped. That's a that, that's a present <laughs> wrapped up and sent directly to the press I, box I actually, for, for everybody yeah, in there. I actually sat down with Mark and Alex together for a um, uh, a lengthy interview that's going to run on TNT uh, here at some point I, I think they teased it on, on last night's brought on uh the wednesday night broadcast but the big one is going to run next week and um let me tell you mark howe is a character like he yeah. has stories for days uh he's you know i i always suspected that maybe he felt a little not, not re- resentment is too strong a word but you know his dad's been number two for so long and now this other guy is about to bump him to number three but he could not be more excited to see alex do this you know he, he just said Records are meant to be broken. Um, Alex is, is, you know, I've been following him for years. I, I think he's got some personal things that are going to prevent him from kind of getting on, you know, coming to DC to, you know, wait mm-hmm. and see if it happens. But, uh, you know, I, I would imagine he'll be in Washington when they, when they salute Alex, you know, in a pregame ceremony. Yeah. I would expect Mark Howe to be on the red carpet with him. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I think that. No, you didn't ask me this. I'm kind of rambling here, but I'm you know, talking to people at, at the morning Less work skate. for me. Yeah, kidding me. And <laughs> talking to people at the morning skate today, uh, I, I think everyone is kind of ready for this to happen. Like yeah. they, they, they kind of want this team has won five games in a row. They're clawing their way back into the playoff race. Absolutely. By focus. the way, by the way, I thought they were cooked. Like oh, I like oh. a, a couple a couple weeks ago, <laughs> I was like, "This is it." I, it, it I like was, this happened in in step with the with the Ovechkin record chase oh. was them aging out as a relevant team. I was like they're done. Sean, I, I was I was like banking stuff for my for my big what happened story. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the, the big obit. Like I was starting to kind of well, I'm going to call this guy and I'm going to talk talk mm-hmm. to that source and who I remember that didn't go very well, and mm-hmm. then. And then here's what happens in Calgary. And this is the second year in a row this has happened. I kept requesting to speak to general manager, Brian McClellan. Kept going, hey, let, let me get some time with the GM. And so finally, yeah. he, he comes and he talks to us um, before the game. The story didn't publish until late that night, early the next morning. But he didn't rip the team. But he, once again, for the second year in a row, he put the public comments out there. He doesn't, he doesn't go to the room and talk to the players. Right. He said, I don't know if this team's any good. I, I don't know if I'm, what I'm going to do with this team, if I'm going to you know, have to have um, trade players away at the deadline or if I'm going to make acquisitions to make them better. Second year in a row, they go on a tear starting the very next day. <laughs> your answer. I mean, I, th- that, that's one of those bullets where you, you don't want to use it every single, you know, you don't want to use it three times in one season. But uh-huh. It's worked two years. It's worked I was going to say, you can row. probably, you can probably do that once a year. I, yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like that's, that's something you, you can, you can, you can go back to if, if you, if you deploy it the right yeah. way. Yeah, I, I I didn't see this coming. I, I they looked old and slow and disinterested, maybe not. But I think it just felt like everyone was just kind of waiting waiting around for it to just kind of 
Yeah. Yeah. For, for, the, for the roller coaster ride to after eight straight years of making the playoffs, just kind of come to a screeching halt. And then I, they, they saw what McClellan had to say and, and Obi, you know, fired it up one more time. And Charlie yeah. Lindgren, the backup goalie came in for an injured Darcy Kemper who got elbowed in the head by Tyler Toffoli, which kind of started this whole thing. And Charlie, oh. Charlie's been outstanding. And here we are, you know, yeah. five games later, they're one point out of wild card too. Yeah, well, they've won five straight. They're seven, two, and one in their last ten. They're sixteenth in the league. I mean, the the league this year. I just feel like the standings have been such a trip every time I take a little <laughs> rip through them because the mushy middle is a lot bigger this year. I think, and I'm I don't think there's too many teams that everyone would say like, oh yeah, that's a contender. Like right now, confidently, I think a lot of people are. You know, there's maybe a handful of teams are like, oh, yeah, they're really good. And then everyone else is kind of just like you can pick things apart with everyone else. And that kind of has allowed the Capitals to get back into this. Obviously, they have to start doing something differently. But I mean, the league in the in the middle is just <laughs> it's very large right now. It's funny you say the mushy middle. I That's another. That's kind of like a different way I, than I've looked at it. I just feel like there aren't any elite teams. And yeah. there was more bad teams than, than we've seen in recent, like just blue yeah. bad teams. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. Of um, but you're right. I mean, you know, the Capitals have been very fortunate that you know, the Devils have kind of run away with things in the, in the Metro, but everyone else, they've been okay. The, the Rangers have been a little better, but you know, they're still finding their game. Pittsburgh had a, had a, they're keeping a us on our there. toes. <laughs> those <laughs> penguins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, Look, I, I picked this team to be wild card two at the start of the year. I still kind of feel like they're about the eighth best team. And and the question then becomes, you know, can – remember the year they won the Stanley Cup, they weren't very good in the regular season either. They kind of yeah. snuck in at the last moment. They almost fired Barry Trotz twice during right. the regular season. And then they, they get into the postseason and they and they tear it up. And, you know – no one needs to tell you guys that the the the, the postseason tournament in the NHL is the most random of, of all no, the pro sports. Chaos. It's chaos. It's, it's played on ice. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. there's calls in overtime that make you scratch your head. There's there's posts. There's crossbars. There's you know all sorts of things that can. Uh, there's hot goaltenders, right? There's double overtime games. There's when when everyone's tired. It's being played at two o'clock in the morning. So I'm not saying they're going to make another run, but I, I think they do ultimately get in and. I think that's kind of that's kind of their their plan is get in and see what happens. Did Laviolette save his job in the last couple of weeks? You know, I, I never got the sense on that he was he was in danger. Um, yeah. you know, he's owed five million dollars. That's a that's more money than they've ever spent on a coach here in Washington. Now, look, Ted Leonsis has deep pockets. I mean, if, if he wants to eat a contract and bring someone else in, he could do it. I, I didn't get the sense. You know, having covered this team since, you know, uh, 2004, you, you know, you can kind of get, get a feel for when when guys are tuning the coach out or when the GM is starting to kind of question what's going on. I, I, that, that just never, it never came up. Checking with sources, I, you know, I mean, my antenna went off. You know, I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. is this? And then I checked with people and they're like, nah, nah. <laughs> it, you know, when, when this team does reload, it's either coach or the reload. You know, this is the last year of his contract. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but they, no one in the front office that I spoke to felt like making a coaching change was the solution to what was going on. To, to them, 
it's the injuries, right? It's Tom Wilson being out and Nicholas Backstrom being out and John Carlson was out for a week and a half and Dimitri Orloff was out for two and a half weeks. And, you know, at one point, guys, they had $40 million on LTI. $40 Ooh. million. Yep. The, the, oh, the salary, oh, I know. The salary cap is only 82.5. And it's not going so, up to four, not going up four million anymore. Yeah, so as, 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 as we've heard. The Capitals were very disappointed by that. Uh, by yeah. That news. God, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. We um, miscalculated the escrow. Oopsies. <laughs> Sorry. And back to, back to Ovechkin specifically too. Like I, you know, I, I think back on this, on the Dale Hunter era and, you know, the, the Adam, the Adam Oates era, like all that, all that stuff. Was there, when did you, when did this crystallize for you that like this was going to happen? That, that he was going to hit 800 and that he was going to make, you know, we're two calendar years yeah. probably away from him breaking, from breaking Gretzky's record. Right. Like, it wasn't that long ago where all this seemed maybe not unattainable, but, you know, far enough down the road where like maybe you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think about it so was it was there a point in the last few years where you were like all right i gotta actually start treating this dude like he's gonna like he's gonna finish with more goals than anybody that's ever played yeah yeah it it was a night in new jersey when he scored goal 700 Mm -hmm. that's where it kind of i was like wait a minute 800 (laughs) isn't gonna happen (laughs) 800 isn't that far from 700 and 900 is not that far from 800. And this One, dude, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, and this dude only needs about 150 to 160 games to go 100 goals. Yeah. This is going to happen. I mean, look, the way he scores goals, and I don't th- I think this might go underappreciated, is so different now than it mm-hmm. was three years ago, three years before that. Like, he's not doing the spinorama off the boards, faking Roman Hamill Roman out of his skates and yeah. then crashing into Carey Price anymore. He's not spinning <laughs> on his back and sliding a puck past, um, uh, you know, the, the Arizona... The Arizona dude? Yeah, it, was Bri- it, was Bri- it was Brian Boucher, it was, by the way. It was, I, Brian, I was, Boucher. <laughs> it was Brian Boucher. I was, I, was try- I was trying to say that Arizona goalie to, you know, save a colleague of mine. <laughs> I know, right? I know. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I'll throw Sean him Sean doesn't work for TNT. I, no. <laughs> I, remember, I, I remember watching that game on Comcast Sportsnet in my apartment yeah. at the we University of Maryland, We know you're from baby. Pittsburgh. We get it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. That, was a, that, was a, that was a college thing. Oh, I, yeah. I watched it on my... Okay. In my shit in my shithole apartment in college. All right. <laughs> I watched do, a lot. Do you do you want to hear my story about that goal? Yes. Yes, okay. please. So I'm in Arizona. I believe it was MLK Day, so it was an early game. Mm-hmm. Caps went up four nothing. I was writing for the Washington Post. I already had about 800, 900 words written. The game was decided. Were you in the freaking elevator? No, worse. Oh. So I'm on, I'm on press <laughs> row, and I'm like, you know what? I can catch the red eye and get back to DC. Let me let me let me just uh, go unplug my laptop here underneath. Where's that plug? Where's Jesus? Where did that plug go? And I reach under the desk, unplug, start wrapping the cord up, and I hear the crowd go crazy. I'm like, "What just happened?" Oh! And so, and then the crowd, and then they showed on the jumbotron, and I'm still, I'm still, I can't make out what just happened. I'm like, "Did he just?" Yeah, you're like, "Did that just happen today?" Like, did that just happen? (laughs) Is that CGI or did he just actually do do that? And then the crowd stands up, and I'm like, oh, my God. He gets a standing ovation. I've now seen him get a standing O in visiting arenas like 10 times now, which is also crazy. And I'm like, oh, my God. That just really happened. That's amazing. And and so I run down to the, you know, so so I, I, um, my editors have seen it. I'm getting calls now. I run downstairs. Wayne Gretzky was the coach of um, Mm -hmm. the Coyotes at the time. 
There was no media covering this game. It's a holiday. I'm the only guy there. I run into the visiting, you know, uh, coach's press conference, and it's like a radio dude and me. And I was <laughs> oh like, my God, <laughs> I was like, Wayne, you scored what 894 goals? Have you ever seen that? And he just gave me the best response. He was like, Nope. He goes, Not only have I never seen anything like that, I've never had a player blow a kiss at me from the ice after he scored. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, that's actually a tribute to his brother who passed when he was younger. He wasn't doing oh. it correctly. At it. He, he was like, he was like, oh, well, yeah, that still. makes sense. And that was still the craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it, so needless to say, I did not make the red eye. I no, to, <laughs> I had to rewrite <laughs> the story. I had, I, had a, I had the business reporter from the sports department. We had a special business guy call me. And he was like, all right, well, this is quite possibly the greatest goal ever scored. What's Kobe line a story on what this could mean financially for the team, for the league. For the, I was like, all right, let's do it. So stayed another night in Arizona, oh, wrote unreal. another story, but I didn't see it with my own eyes. Yeah, like, but you were you were you were wrapping up your laptop. I was amazing. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely I was saw in that the for building sure. And did not see it. Biggest regret. Oh of my, my god. Life. Biggest regret of my life. It's been amazing to see how this has gone from like Wayne Gretzky's untouchable goal scoring record yeah. to Alex Ovechkin trademarking the great chase. Amid a legitimate pursuit of the all-time goal-scoring record, <laughs> making is the guy going to start making T-shirts every time he scores a goal? I don't know what's happening here, yeah. but it makes sense. Yeah. Very business savvy, I guess. Uh, okay, got a very business, business savvy business manager. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good trademark. Um, okay, last one for you, Tarek. How did you? We need to pull back the curtain. We need the behind the scenes of how this question came about have some fun with this one so i got a question from Sidney crosby himself everyone always asks us about playing each other but what if we were line mates who are you taking as a third player are you sure he say that yes i am sure okay uh he probably wants uh mario lemieux <laughs> he probably but uh i'll take my uh if we play together, I'll probably take Brush, Brashear. Why would you take Donald Brashear? Well, we need some protections, you know. We need some uh, freedom out there. <laughs> so if somebody going to touch us, you know, it's, gonna, it's not going to be fun. Awesome. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, thank you. Can you take us through this question, Tarek? Because it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so it didn't actually play out the way it was supposed to play out. I was supposed to get Sydney to ask. I was supposed to ask Sydney the question. He was supposed to give me the question to go at the morning skate and then take it to Alex later in the day. Well, if you remember, the Penguins, I believe, had lost seven games in a row at that point. And yeah, Sydney, he probably probably was in a great mood. <laughs> Sydney correctly went to the PR uh, person and said, you know, it probably isn't the greatest look for me to be yucking it up while our team's season is going down, yeah. down the drain. Why don't you just say, here's my question, give it to the reporter, give it to Tark, Tark, and then just go ask Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite part of the whole thing was Alex didn't believe me. He was like, He's like, Sydney really asked you, is really asking me this? I was like, yeah, sort of. I mean, I'm asking you on behalf of Sydney, but he kind of was like, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he answered the question and gave me a really good response. Um, and, and we had a good, a good laugh about it. But yeah, so, so that's pulling back the curtain on what happened there. It was supposed to be Sydney asking the question on camera with me standing there and then seeing Alex later in the day. So, okay. Yeah. It was still fun. I, I like his reaction was just like, um, Sydney asked you that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, the 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 fun part about covering a guy since his rookie year 
is, um, you know, you've seen him grow up. You've seen him go from wild party guy to mm-hmm. married with two kids. The other thing is, he just he knows you, right? He, he can kind of read with, he can kind of read like, wait, is that your question or is that Sydney's question? What, what, yeah. What's going on there? Where is this coming from? You know, if it was someone else, he probably would have just, just answered and not said anything, right? Just to move on. But um, uh, it got the response I was looking for, made for good TV and uh, good social media fodder. So yeah, help a blast. It's amazing. I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of that's the kind of response you can expect when you watch seven hundred and sixty of his goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we have like one one question left for you, I guess, Tark. Like how do you describe Ovechkin's legacy on the ice? Like even before he potentially is at eight oh one by the time this goes to air, even before the it like when not if he passes Wayne Gretzky, how do you describe Ovechkin's, you know, legacy in this game and, and with Washington? So I, I was fortunate enough to cover a little bit of hockey in the late nineties. Um, mm-hmm. I've watched hockey since the mid eighties as a, as a fan. That's a long winded way of a setup for what I'm about to say, which I already think Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer of all time. Even if the numbers aren't there, Simply yeah. because it's a different game we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If, if you look at the goaltenders that Wayne Gretzky, and this is not to put down what Wayne Gretzky did, what he did points-wise, goal-wise, you can only play in the era Ugh. that you're that you're born, right? Yeah. Comparing eras is impossible. That said, no position in professional sports has evolved as much as goaltender in hockey. You watch the goals that got scored that, that Wayne Gretzky scored in the 1980s. The goalies barely flinched. Yeah. You look at you take a reverse angle of Ovi shooting now, and he's got a six foot seven goaltender in net. He's got a winger back checking on him. He's got a yeah. center stepping in front of him. He's got a six foot four defenseman who's now uh, standing between him and the goal. It's just it's a different game now. I, I think the, the old timer old timers would say, well, if you gave me Bauer hyperlight skates and a and a eighty flex stick, I might be able to do that too. Yeah. If someone told me smoking was bad for my health, maybe I would have trained a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, mean, yeah. I, I mean, I I get all of that. <laughs> but but it does not change the fact that scoring goals right now, I know goals are up, but scoring goals in today's game is infinitely harder than it was back when Gordy Howe and Wayne Gretzky were putting up all these numbers. For sure. He's got he's got Gretzky beat on era adjusted goals by a uh, hundred and like sixty or something. It's nine thirty five <laughs> to seven fifty eight. So Jeez. like there is a way to quantify it. And I think that sounds and he's and he's by himself at the top. Yeah. Like I, I think that's one of those that's one of those times where you're like, all right, this is a this is an, an era adjustment that that you know makes sense. Oh yeah. Well, we know Tark has a bunch of TV stuff to do because yeah. he's famous and more popular than us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. I, okay. the way that we actually pitch this to you is that you can prep before your TV hits, and now you can just say everything you, on here you to totally, you have everyone totally else. Warm me up. <laughs> you totally warm me up. Like yeah. my, my vocal cords are going. Yes. <laughs> like my energy levels up. Yeah, like I'm good. I'm ready to go. I appreciate Amazing. you guys doing this for me. No. <laughs> TNT viewers, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, (laughs) And still listen to the show. I don't care if you already heard this on the broadcast. (laughs) Thanks, Tarek. You guys are the best. Thanks for having me. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. 
tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Wonderful, wonderful stuff from the only good part of the TNT broadcast. <laughs> Tariq Elbashir. I'll tell you who oh. I don't like on that. T- <laughs> it's Gretzky. I thought I think he's been fine. Oh, you know he's 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 good. I've like I've had to dial back my the the, the anti Gretzky stuff. Yeah. Honestly, what's your problem? Uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh in the 1980s and 90s. Yeah. So my <laughs> parents. My mom is French-Canadian, and my dad just loves Wayne Gretzky. And so that was that's like a thing. Like, my mom loves Marla Mew. My dad loves Wayne Gretzky. And they've been married for a very long time. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad they've... It's a, a true Montague and Capulet situation yes. there. Forbidden love. Oh, so sweet. They haven't killed each other yet. I'm just kidding. My mom, for somebody who claims to love Mario Lemieux, my mom doesn't know anything about hockey. <laughs> that's the way. That's the way to be. Yeah, she just the less a person, the less a person knows about hockey, the more yeah. I'm probably going to like. Them. Yeah, <laughs> she's just like, yeah, he's French. Okay, I like him. Look it. At all. Yeah, she just that doesn't make sense. My mom's like first ever present she gave to my dad was she like my mom was a really good artist and so she hand drew this like be- like amazing picture of Doug Gilmore because I was like one of my dad's favorite players like it's amazing we have it in the basement framed somewhere still is your dad is your dad Sean McIndoe <laughs> no Valentine's Day present it's a is a, a framed photo of uh, Wendell Clark Shut up. Don't make fun of my parents. I'm not. I'm making fun of Mackendill. That's that's the difference. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if Tarek watched this is the fun of recording this on Thursday night. I wonder if Tarek watched it happen. I wonder if Ovechkin scored two goals last night t- tonight or whatever hour we're yeah. supposed to frame it. I hope Friday morning well, Tarek is happy. I hope you're I all happy while listening to this on Friday morning. Tarek's a happy guy. Yeah, he's covered. He's covered the caps, like we said, for a, for a long time. And we mentioned he mentioned also, you know, he still thinks they're the eighth, the eighth best team in the conference, or or, or thereabouts, gunning for a playoff decision. None of this would be a problem. And I think if you look at the Eastern Conference standings in particular, you have it's a it's a nice argument in favor of the story that's kind of been driving the news cycle, the NHL news cycle over the last couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the play-in tournament or, n- or no play-in tournament. I still don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I know we, we, we see NBA was the was the big change. NFL expanded their postseason. Should the 8 through 12 teams in each conference play each other before the actual gig? I, I can't, I don't know if I can qu- 
quite get behind it, but I'm not I'm not firmly anti either. Yeah, like you would need to be convinced by somebody that it's a good idea, right? Like you're not opposed to it, but you're not, you know, screaming from the rooftops that it should happen. I understand all the, all the arguments in favor of it. It would generate a shitload of money and most of the time most of the time that's reason enough to do something, which kind of makes it funny that that Gary Bettman is very vocally, clearly anti, you know, plan, which by the way, he used to be with Jersey ads and then he realized how much money he could make off it. And here we are. So we'll see. Money has a way of changing people's minds. Right. I just don't, I don't, I don't think I like a situation where 24 out of 32 teams play postseason games. That's tough. <laughs> that's tough for me to get behind. Okay. But the problem is, is that. The last week of the NHL, let's say the last week, the last two weeks, God knows how this is going. Like we're, it's April 8th, 7th, and there's going to be, it's, it's the Thursday in April <laughs> and mm-hmm. there's 11 games on the docket and two of them matter. Two of them matter. I know. And, th- and ultimately and I think that's we thing, are sitting and of- watching them because that is our oh, job sure. to do. Oh, sure. But it's just like, oh my God, none of this matters. What is happening right now? That's the problem. This is last year. I think, unfortunately, that I mean, we, when we've been talking about the plan stuff for solid, solid, really, basically since the since the NBA committed to it, um, it's been it, it's been a dis- discussion point for you know a year. Sure. And I and I think part of that and part of the reason, and this is unfortunate for people who want to see it happen is the way things worked out last year where you had Washington 8th in the Eastern Conference with 100 points and then there was a 16-point gap mm-hmm. for the Islanders and then there was another three-point gap with Columbus and then you go down to The playoff teams places, were set Detroit. halfway through this. Like, if Thanksgiving and we were like, yep, there's the playoff teams. <laughs> yeah, but like, but and again, like, would I be, am I psyched at the thought of like relevant, you know, more relevant games in April. Like, yeah, of course. Do I want three sub 500 uh, points percentage teams making the postseason, which is what would have happened in, in the Eastern Conference last year? You would have had Detroit in the in the playoffs at 32, 40, and 10. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'd, so that is like cannon fodder for people like Gary Bettman who think that this shouldn't, that this shouldn't happen, right? Because you're saying like we can't reward teams that are that are that shit. Um, this year though, we're back to a little bit normal, a little bit more normal points distribution. Where eighth place is the Rangers with 35, then the Caps, then the Caps have 34 and nine and ninth, then Detroit has 32 and Florida has to, like they're they're bu- so bunched up in the eight to 12 or 14 range there that. It's t- it it makes a much more persuasive argument, I think. Sure. I mean, w- so when we had the play in because of the bubble, were you one of the ones that were outraged at seeing a team get knocked out and not technically no. make the playoffs? No, because that season was fake. <laughs> right, but like, wouldn't that add something fun to it now? Like, wouldn't it be kind of fun to see? I don't know, um, like a team that was on the bubble come in and like, I don't know, beat one of the 
I'm trying to think. I'm, I was trying to think of a way not to make it the Leafs again. <laughs> I was like, wouldn't it be fun to see the, the wa- like Washington or whatever team that's kind of knock on the bubble the knock Leafs? off the yes, Maple Leafs in a play-in yes, round or be. something? That'd be great. Forty-year-old Alex Ovechkin knock out the Leafs in the play-in round. Twenty twenty-five. I think there's pro- there's probably some way to do it, and there's some way to do it where you don't consistently, you know, have trash teams. You know, yeah. In the, I, I just but think they're the not going to be trash teams in the playoffs for, in, because the trash teams will probably lose the play-in round. Isn't that? I don't know. Are we, so are we just? It's tough. I don't think I'm there's argu- enough. I'm arguing, are there I'm enough? Arguing against. I'm arguing against fun here. Yeah. Are there enough good teams in the NHL right now for this to work? Because you look at the standings, like we talked with Tarek, there's not that many elite teams though. So are we just having the whole mushy middle? The middle is death, like in the playoffs? We're not talking about elite teams. We're talking about like competent teams. And there are more than enough of those. But those, the, the, the just competent teams would probably, I guess they would play against each other. So my Leafs thing right. didn't make sense. What was I doing? You were applying <laughs> the way the way the bubble play. That's not the way. That's not the way it's going to work. So confused. I think one way to do it would be to have to have it have the playoff uh, the playing round happen between the seven through ten teams. Yeah. Like I, I think I think that's more viable. Right. So like it's, little mini tournament. it's the bubble teams playing against each other to see who gets the final two playoff spots or something. I don't really care what happens with this one, basically, is what I'm saying. Like it is it's fun like would it be fun? Yes, but there's drawbacks to it where where I can see the league's side of things. But ultimately like the the idea and we're talking about money again too because it's it's board of governors and yeah. will the cap go up by one million or four million and escrow and you know blah blah just the, all under the umbrella of increasing revenue. That's what this discussion is. Yeah. Um in you if you if you think about the money that can be made out there on on a extra playoff run run round basically with more teams involved it's going to be tough to turn down so i think i i in the fact that betman again is so anti to me is is honestly kind of surprising cuz he's he does typically do an okay job of leaving the door open for 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 stuff like that like he, he's he's a lawyer he's not going to get hemmed into any particular outcome mm-hmm. but for him to be like no nah, that's probably not going to happen is is uh is strange and if his response was any was was Anything else, I would say, like, prepare for this to happen, you know, down the line. But it doesn't seem like that's where we are. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I think I definitely did get confused. I was thinking of how the Leafs lost to Montreal in the bubble playoffs. Yeah, which is great. (laughs) This isn't. I loved it. Can we just do that again? Stop being such a loud Leafs McDavid Gretzky hater. And I think we'll all get along better. No, we need, there needs to be a counterbalance at this company between. <laughs> I am <laughs> taking it upon cert- myself. <laughs> certain other people. Yes. It's dumb. It's again, it's always Dom's fault. Anytime I speak opaquely about like, you know. Something you hate. It's usually, it, it's usually directly connected. Uh, yeah. To him. I just don't think I, I actually, I, I don't think I care about the plan as much as I thought I did. 
heading into this conversation. Great. So we just talked for 15 <laughs> minutes about something. Both of us are just like, ah, whatever. I thought I cool. cared more. And then we started talking about it. And then I was just like, you know what? I don't I'm care. Bummed. I'm bummed by my own response yeah. to this. Like, 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 I wish I, I was like, I think you brought hell- me down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I guess this like, doesn't hell- really matter. Hell- yes. Give me, give me more relevant, you know, dramatic hockey games with stakes. Like that just sounds, that sounds fine. I'm not, I'm against that. <laughs> really? 82 games yeah. is too much. I would rather have a shorter season and then a play in than Maybe I'm just lazy, but I get a little sleepy at the end of the year. You know, on on a in in a lot of ways, a 56 game schedule or whatever that'd be great. Oh, 56 was too short for me. I think 62, whatever. It would screw up records. I that does it matters in one way or another. If Alex, how about this? If Alex Ovechkin or the next Alex Ovechkin, Austin Matthews. If Alex Ovechkin's son enters the enters the NHL, yeah, and plays. A f- whatever a 62 game schedule D- goodbye any pre- Alex Ovechkin would not have broken would not be on the verge of breaking all these records if with a with, with a, a good short point. season this is the problem with just like talking out of my ass about changing the league and I'm like yeah you know what you're right that was dumb <laughs> and again like I, I, you know this I is actually like, don't I, care <laughs> I hate my answers here because yeah. it's like traditional as shit right where I'm like no nope, long schedule no plan yeah. whatever I've, I very rarely you know find myself on that on that side of the line but I'm there on the schedule stuff, yeah honestly. yeah I think I'm just scarred from the flames Canucks regular season <laughs> game that I had to cover yeah. that was in the middle of the playoffs I hope we never have a situation where that's necessary ever again. It's just like that, yeah. that's just one of those like It's like wait a completely second. Ridiculous like just cancel the, the, the game. No, oh, but then cuz cuz then you screw up contract incentives and all that stuff. Like I I can't I can't get on board with that. Yeah. All right, whatever. You were the whatever. Let's talk about somebody more fun and it's Ryan Reynolds. And it's Ryan Reynolds and it's it's Derek. <laughs> Our boy Derek, who runs uh, the AV club at, and I am so sorry because I have already gone past this. Derek, Derek Munias or Munias, DFC High School, DFC High School uh, student, student radio club. My man <laughs> scored an interview with Ryan Reynolds and broke, broke news on, on his, on his high school whatever morning announcement show yeah we love it and uh, it was on cbc thunder bay as well so here's the clip between derek and ryan reynolds and another sports related question here how are you feeling about potentially becoming a uh, an owner of the ottawa senators you know we'll see there's not too much i can say about that right now but i'm i'm i have a, a real connection to um ottawa the community of ottawa i don't feel like i have the uh, the uh, unilateral perspective on the community in, in in ottawa but i certainly have a perspective on how to tell the story of ottawa um and you know through the prism of what it means to me um i spent quite a bit of time there when i was younger and um and i think that the the ottawa senators as an organization can explode, I feel, not just um, from in its, within its own community, within Canada, but also, I think, globally. Um, and that's something I'm, I'm deeply interested in, but we'll see. We'll see where it, where it shakes out. Um, the journey's also been 
really interesting. I've learned so much. I learned more about the inner workings of the NHL over the last couple of months than I would have ever dreamed. Of. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. Certainly, if um, if we progress with the Ottawa Senators, I will be a frothy, rabies infused fan, uh, the likes of which the NHL has never seen. That's great to hear. All right, so I know we have a lot of questions. <laughs> How did Derek pull this off? I mean, not the actual on-air part. He was great. Did he just call up Ryan Reynolds, his agent, and say, would you like to come on the AV Club's show? Was this CBC Thunder Bay that connected this? I'm not quite sure. Either way... I think there's a lot of Sens fans and I think just hockey fans who would hear that. And I think it's something that's really exciting. Like we're talking about, you know, I'm against fun with some of these rule changes. Um, there's reasons why sometimes it's hard to implement fun things into the NHL, obviously, when it comes to money in the business and uh, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Uh, various, various reasons. Uh, Ryan Reynolds like being involved with the Ottawa Senators, even if it's just a front facing guy, he owns a percent. <laughs> he throws in a couple thousand dollars. Like I just think a thousand <laughs> little sprinkle. Ryan Reynolds doing a little sprinkle on the Ottawa Senators, like me putting five dollars on a Bobichet home run and winning a hundred dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. Give, you know. give, give him a give him a couple a couple percent. Yeah, a couple percentage points. But I just like the the point is is I think you listen to that and you just I don't know. I just think it would be great for the Sens and for the league to to have Ryan Reynolds involved. And I've written about this already. I watched the entire Welcome to Wrexham series and wrote about what Ryan Reynolds could do for the Ottawa Senators in the league. And a lot of it is just fun stuff, content creation, telling stories, drumming up interest and excitement in a different and unique way. Like this is the guy who has his own like production studio. Like he's the, remember he did the, um, Remember when that awful Peloton commercial came out and the next day yes. there was an aviation gin commercial. Like they turned that around in under like 72 hours. It cost them no money at all. Like this is a smart person who tries to do things like quickly and fun in a unique way. And I can just, can you imagine somebody with like the creativity and the mind and the infrastructure and resources like Ryan Reynolds doing content creation in the NHL. Like we're not just going to get those little microphone videos anymore. <laughs> hey, hey, how hey, did, what's your favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> Elf. <laughs> Who's your celebrity yeah. crush? And everyone just says Megan Fox or Dua Lipa. Can't go wrong. No, I'm They're not complaining. I love John Tyler. Hamm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we need to just get Ryan Reynolds in the door here yeah. and stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. That's my stance. Like, get the send sold, make having the only celebrity on earth who likes hockey, apparently, involved with it, and just move on with our lives and, le and, and let him cook and let him, do, let, let him do Ryan Reynolds things with the auto centers because I'm getting very tired of it, of it becoming like... It hasn't it been being, that long. I've had enough. How many times is Bet? I, I I do like that Bevan has to continue a answering questions about. It. He's like, yeah, we like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was a very very impressive guy. We talked to him. He's got some great ideas and blah blah blah. Yeah, great. Let's get it done. <laughs> let's get let's get the let's get the team sold. Everybody, 
Ryan Reynolds, cool guy, seems funny, creative, diversified portfolio, a lot of a lot of different interests. On board with all of it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's make it happen. Yeah. Because we 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 can't we can't keep you know we can't it, we need to move on to the next to the next part of of the Ryan Reynolds NHL owner cycle. Like it, it needs to it needs to happen here. Yeah, my favorite part was. If we progress with the Ottawa Senators, I will be a frothy, rabies-infused fan, the likes of which the NHL has never seen. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> it's great. So- Sounding sound like Deadpool there. Very, very Deadpool-y. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you're picking up on this. I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's part of my... Yeah. One of my reticence here. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, what your problem get him, is. Get him, in, get him in the door. Let's like let's cut the shit and then stop talking about it. Sell the team. Let's make it let's make it happen. Get him in the door and then we can we can Well, the we team is going to be sold. That's not the question. It's just I think whoever purchases it needs to just have Ryan Reynolds involved. <laughs> like he should just be having meetings with all of the people who are interested in buying the senators and just being like, yeah, just, you know what? Let me know which one of you wins the bid and I'll, and I'll be there. Uh, and I did just pull up a story actually. So this is pretty great. So there's a story on CBC Thunder Bay it says meet the first nation students who scored an interview with actor Ryan Reynolds. So these are, this is a uh, students in, oh, in Thunder great. Bay. They've built skills like life skills, media skills through their club in Thunder Bay, Ontario. And this came from a collaboration between the school's media class and CBC Thunder Bay. So like CBC students go into the school once a week and students are taught about the media industry and how to like come up with story ideas. So um, the student chief, Derek Manias from Sandy Lake First Nations uh, is the one who hosted that interview and spoke with Ryan Reynolds for over 30 minutes over zoom and he was like starstruck and nervous and then he ended up just killing an interview and then going viral uh for the ottawa senators so that's that's pretty cool i'm, I'm glad i pulled up some of that research that's that's awesome good for De- good for derek yeah we love yes. derek was great he he killed that he knocked that out of the park i get that way whenever i interview mark lazarus <laughs> Star, starstruck he never sweaty. answers my texts <laughs> <laughs> He, he owes me a call back. You've spoken. Laz, if you're listening. You've spoken to John Hamm more than you've spoken to Mark Lazarus on this podcast network. Big time by Laz. Classic Chicago guy stuff. Not not like the humble St. Louis man, John Hamm. Oh, this is so freaking cool. Okay, so there was a picture of the students in this class, and it said, "Dear," like they tweeted, "Dear at Van City Reynolds." The DFC Northern Indigenous students are seeking a quick interview for their media club because you inspire. Um, PM for details, please. And then he responded and said, please check your DMs. That rules. Yeah. Savvy. Like, here's, here's where I think, here's where I think Ryan Reynolds works in, in a, in a, in a particular way. He is, he does stuff like that in, in, clear it's clearly genuine like that but it's also a smart pr move like he he exists he exists in this in this overlap where it seems like he's got a sense of of stuff that'll work and generate attention but also come off as you know legit legitimately funny or creative or decent yeah and i think that's i I think that's an example here he's a smart dude yeah just get just get get him involved yep absolutely um that's all the time today 
I think we talked about everything we wanted to. Women's World Hockey Championships, actually. Here's my little women's hockey corner. Even though we had an entire women's hockey episode last week with Mary Philippe Poulin. Uh, women's World Hockey Championships is has been announced to be in Brampton this year. It's going to be in April. So it's going to be in the greater Toronto area. I just think that's going to be great. There is a huge girls hockey tournament on Easter weekend every year in Brampton. And so there's just going to, that is going to, I know there's a couple people being like, why the hell isn't this in Toronto? Or like, oh my God, why is this in Brampton? That's stupid. Um, this is going to be huge for like grassroots girls hockey outreach. Like there's going to be so many, so many teams have the opportunity to go and watch the best players in the world battle it out for the world championship gold medal. So that's really cool. And before we go, we just wanted, I had no, I had no idea. I had no idea about that. Like I was like, I was like, huh, Brampton. That's, that's funny. Mm. Yeah. Ask a, ask a, ask a question, get an answer. That's awesome. So Cassie Campbell, Pascal, former captain of team Canada, current analyst in Sportsnet and ESPN. She is from Brampton. There's a arena named after her. It's the Cassie Campbell community center. And she played in Brampton. She played in, in the Brampton, like minor girls hockey association, Cheryl Pounder, I think played in Brampton. She coaches in Brampton. Like it's a pretty big girls youth hockey hotbed out there. So it always makes sense. And uh, Fran Ryder is obviously a really important builder when it comes to girls and women's hockey. And she is, a Brampton legend. You hear that Copenhagen, Prague? Yeah, Herning, Denmark, not Prague, not Copenhagen. We're hey, going, hey, we're going to Brampton, no, no. Huh? It. I didn't go to Copenhagen. I didn't go to Prague. I went to Herning, Denmark, and I only had access to fry with hot dog for oh, three dog. weeks yeah. or hockey burger. I didn't Just go to Co- Copenhagen until I took a little vacation. And that took me three and a half hours via train. Okay. <laughs> Compl- you're you're on the verge of complaining about 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 going to about doing a, a really a really cool work trip. You have no people idea what I went through like in Herning. That. You have no idea. I think I have an idea. <laughs> there were sheep on the side of the road where I walked forty minutes each way to the arena every day. <laughs> Couldn't be me. One time, I decided I was going to ride my bike to the arena mm-hmm. and then i your bike came out your bike the hotel bike that i rented mm-hmm. and then um it was very dark on the bike back and i was like i'm never gonna do this again so anyways before we go uh sean and i just wanted to say that we are thinking of chris and kelsey snow if you've been following kelsey and or chris on twitter for the last number of years uh you'd know that chris has been in a fight very brave one uh against als for the last several years um and kelsey's been posting updates about his health recently and we just want to say that we're thinking of chris and kelsey everyone who knows them their kids their family and friends um i I feel like we're just kind of holding on to every update we get um that's something i look at every day on twitter and i I just want to see how they're doing and see how chris is doing so before we sign off, we just wanted to say that we're thinking of Chris and Kelsey, the Snow family, and all their friends. Strength, strength and courage to the Snows. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening to this edition of the Friday Show on the Athletic Hockey Show. Uh, Max Boltman and Corey Promen have the Prospect Series this week. They're going to discuss USA and Canada World Junior Championship roster updates. And then the Athletic Hockey Show returns Monday with Ian Mendez and Julia McKenzie. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.